You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Our first broadcast ever from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota on Real Presence Live. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi. I serve here at this parish along with Father Anthony Craig, who is our host. Hello again, Father Anthony. Hello, Deacon Dan. They let us get to our number two. Yes. I lost, the Lord. I lost that bet. <laughs> <laughs> But thank goodness we have uh, we have a uh, a seasoned veteran with us now, Emily Leadham, the director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life, uh, Diocese of Sioux Falls, also a uh, a Real Presence Live host as well from time to time. Emily, nice to be with you today. It's a joy to be with you as well, and I definitely don't know that I would call myself a seasoned professional. So we're in this together. Oh, okay. Well, I was. We were hoping. <laughs> we were just hoping somebody knows what they're what they're doing here. Uh, so, talking about shaping the way your children love others, uh, Emily. Uh, though you've been on the air with us, uh, introduce uh, yourself to us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So Emily Leadham is my name. I am from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where I now reside with my husband, the handsome hunk of humanity that he is, uh, named Matt. And we have two little girls. Claire is three, Magdalene is one. So uh, my husband is uh, blessed among women. And um, yeah, so we are in those early stages of parenting and kind of figuring it all out. Um, but I also serve as the director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life, as you said, for the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls. So uh, really do a lot of work supporting marriages, supporting families as they navigate uh, how to be a domestic church in the world. Oh, that's that's an important job these days, to show forth the love of God in the family to others, to bring light uh, into many times a very dark world or at least perceived as such and the light becomes more distinctive and um the way the family is in the world it's going to help and carry the covenant that god has made with humanity too into the next generations and um thank god for you and your witness and your kind of let's go let's start our life we're moving forward here you know with our kids and our married life and trying to encourage others even through our own uh figuring it out and, and struggling through it. And, and we can encourage them in the midst of that too. And that way we help each other. Um, I think we're going to move into a, like one of our questions is really how mothers shape their children in love. That, that um, example that you are, are trying to witness to them, but um, you can talk about, you know, what it is really in its, in its core and then even talk about how it's maybe happened in your life and how you've seen it um, occur in some ways. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, as I was thinking about this, it just struck me the different stages of motherhood or the different stages of parenting. And I can look at that from my own experience of being a child uh, into my time in high school, into my time in college, and now as a mother myself, you know, just the way that my relationship with my own mom has continue to evolve, uh, and, and yeah, now is now for me as a mother. Um, and, and I think it's really interesting just some of the, the studies, the research that has been done on the relationship between mother and child. And especially early on, the mother has a very particular role in protecting a child from stress and helping them to emotionally regulate. 
Um, and so, you know, we see this all the time, right? When a child gets hurt, what, what's the immediate thing that they do? They, they typically run to mom. Uh, in my house, actually, my daughter often runs to my husband um, because there are two peas in a pod. But um, but oftentimes it's the mother that kind of helps, especially in that infancy. And, and I saw that definitely as she was, you know, under that one year mark, um, that the mother helps them to emotionally regulate, which really then as they are growing, becoming, um, you know, humans in the world, if you will, that is shaping how they can perceive and uh, handle their emotion in their friendships, in their, um, you know, future relationships, or even their future marriage or role as parents themselves. So uh, maybe a good example of where this goes awry is when you have a mother that is really quick to, to temper or is not emotionally available to her child, you actually see this play out in the child's life in really detrimental ways because the mother's role is to help the child learn how to understand and regulate emotion. Um, and so that that's really this huge help for them as they're learning to be virtuous, as they're learning to flourish, um, how, how to do that. You know, I see that in my own my own mom, I would, I would describe my mom as probably one of the most gracious people I know. She just really hears people. Um, she, she's really engaged. She cares. Um, and though I probably got the gift of being able to talk to anybody from my dad, I really got this depth of conversation, this, this my friends call it level 10 conversation. I probably got that from my mom and her ability to just really understand emotion, regulate emotion, and then help me to do that. No, that's that's such an important thing and a great example there. Your mom, it sounds like she communicated to you the way you can show others that they're valued, you know, that they yes. are, are precious, that they mean something to this world <laughs> and in the conversation. Yes. Yeah. And, and mothers just have that capacity. You know, John Paul II, when he's talking about the feminine genius, you know, the particular gifts of of woman and one of the key things that he names is just receptivity um and and meaning the receptivity of other people into the heart of the woman and men do this as well in 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 various ways but i think a very particular there's a uniqueness to how the woman does it Mm -hmm. and um and and we see that with her and, and her and her children she just receives them into a heart into her heart in a very uh, feminine way. Yeah, and they have a place then and a home, a center for themselves. I mean, there's mm-hmm. that's so important to have that. Um, yeah, yeah. We think of Our Lady pondering these things in her heart. Mm. You know, um, we hear that that that's a unique thing that Our Lady experienced. Um, you know, wondering about her son and. And I think that's kind of an experience for a lot of women. It's, it's interesting. Women um, are a lot more likely to just worry about their children. Um, <laughs> sure. And, you know, there's funny little memes and, and such of uh, a woman being concerned about all these things and thinking that her husband is thinking about them as well. And it shows a little image and the husband is thinking, <laughs> I wonder if I should, you know, wash the motorcycle tomorrow or whatever. Women just have this tendency to kind of ponder these things. Um, specifically about their children. And that's, of course, not to say that, that dads are not thinking about their children, and hopefully we can get into that in a minute. But, um, but yeah, women kind of ponder these things, and they really hold their children in a, in a very unique place in their heart. 
um, they, because of their role of, of forming them, I think, um, in that special way. Well, it's certainly, it's certainly the, uh, a truth, you know, I mean, um, I don't consider myself an insensitive person, but uh, in in raising our children, my wife often had an insight, you know, and and uh, uh, thoughts and concerns that didn't even occur to me. Now I don't have a motorcycle, but uh, <laughs> but you know, if if we, I, I think of specifically like first day of school or when we got a babysitter for the first time, and you know, and and uh, Julie would often be thinking about, I wonder how this is going, I wonder how that's going, and I'm like, uh, you know, oh, they're fine, don't worry about it. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's just like, I mean, uh, I care of course, I, and I and I'm concerned, but it's just, it's it's a different. Uh, men are made differently. Uh, men men are, are not meant to be mothers, and mothers are not meant to be fathers. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. uh, we have our roles. So, yeah, so, yeah speak a little yeah. bit about, uh, about fathers. Yeah, so um, I have to say I love and cherish watching my husband father. I mean, it's just fascinating to me sometimes um, because he just thinks of things that I don't think of, or he is... Um, attentive to things that I might actually not have been attentive to in different ways. Um, one of the unique roles of the father is that they often are the ones that um, play a larger role in teaching their child to take a risk and in teaching their child to play. So the the classic example is kind of like that rough-and-tumble play or um, a dad that will uh, throw their child up into the air, right? So I do this, but my husband can throw them like four feet t- higher than I can. <laughs> yeah. um, there's, this, there's, this, uh, there's this really ability to play or maybe an attention to play. Um, my husband will, will put both of our girls in a big, huge blanket and pick up the blanket and carry them like Santa Claus around mm. our kitchen, you know, <laughs> on his back. And I'm like, I physically, I don't even think that I could do that. Um, but he has this ability to play and they, and they know it too, because when he gets home, you know, there's kind of this instant come and get me, um, thing that happens. It's just really fascinating. And I feel like I'm a fun person. Um, I'm yeah. a playful person too, yeah, hey. but it's a it's a way that he plays with them. Um, and what's what's really interesting to me, I um, I had a conversation with a priest friend of mine, and uh, a couple months ago he came on a podcast that I host, and he talked about fear, and he said the antidote to fear is play. Um, that overcoming fear, which I think if we're to look at, you know, the current state of our world, there's many people that are experiencing a lot of fear. And the antidote is actually to just go out and to play and to recognize that life is short, that I can't control all things, and that I'm going to actually enter into the joy and wonder of the world that I'm in. And I think that the, the father, in shaping how their child learns to love, kind of offers that to them in a unique way, that ability to play um, and and really to overcome some of those fears that um, whether it's, whether it's you know, the child's fears of maybe the first day of school or not getting invited to the birthday party or whatever. You know, I remember being in 
junior high and junior high is just the worst, right? Junior high is the worst mm. for everybody, I think. Yes. And that, that was the case for me. Um, and my dad became my best friend in junior high. Mm. Um, and, and one other dad and his daughter. And I remember taking golf carts, uh, we stole golf carts from the golf course or whatever. I'm sure they like told them that we were taking them and we drove through the sprinklers. And I remember this <laughs> and it was overcoming some of these fears and anxieties that I was experiencing as a seventh grade girl in junior high. So I think the dad then has this particular way of teaching the child to um, to just embrace life. Beautiful, beautiful. No, we're that's... gonna we're gonna we've talked a little bit about uh, mothers. We've talked about fathers, and we're gonna um, combine that uh, w- when we come back in just a moment. We've been visiting with Emily Leadham, director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, along with Father Anthony Craig, broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota. We'll dis- we'll we will continue our discussion in just a moment here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. and We hope the future brings you here, close to home at mountmarty.edu. I remember even during that time, and and this was uh, during the beginning years of John Paul II's pontificate, and whenever I heard him on TV, because he was always in the news, especially his travels in Eastern Europe, Poland and all, I I would hear the things that would come out of his mouth and I would go, there's no way this person is not closer to God than I am. Mm. Uh, you know. So I always had this sort of secret respect for, uh, for John Paul II. Of course, I never said this to any of my <laughs> brethren friends. You, know. you wouldn't dare. No, of course not. But I, 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 I don't mean to disparage them because they taught me to love the scripture. And interestingly enough, even though they, they do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the sacrament, they had communion every Sunday. And so they really taught me to love the Lord's Supper uh, and to love the scriptures. And so I'm really thankful to them for that. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And we're broadcasting from Crosby, Minnesota today from St. Joseph Catholic Church here. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, and Father Anthony Craig, our host, is with us. We're visiting with uh, Emily Leadham, Director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life for the Diocese of Duluth. 
And uh, we, we've spoken a little bit about uh, mothers and, and uh, how they shape their children in love. We've talked a little bit about emotion there. We've talked about fathers uh, and how they shape their children, uh, teaching them to uh, uh, take risks and, and the, uh, the beauty in playing uh, and the, and the uh, comfort and love that's associated with that. Now, let's combine that. Uh, how do fathers and mothers as a couple shape their children in love, Emily? Aha, my favorite question. Good. Um, I, you know, it's interesting. The One of the key things that we talk to couples in their marriage preparation about is their family of origin. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, because our family of origin is a huge shaper to what we perceive our future marriage or family will look like or what we may might not want it to look like, for that matter. Um, And it's because our first experience of uh, familial love or, or, um, yeah, love of another person is really seeing that love expressed between our parents, between our father and our mother. Um, It's like little kids, for example, they actually have found that they do better in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and so on, when the parents regularly communicate to each other because it gives the child greater language, um, you know, a stronger vocabulary to utilize. So kids are watching this very early on. The tenor, even in, even in the womb, an infant is actually hearing um, the dialogue between their mother and father and can recognize their voices. So this this role of the relationship between the father and mother is is really essential to the well-flourishing of the child into adulthood. Um, I think I think now we're we're in the um, highest rate ever of single mothers of children born into homes with single mothers and. It, it seems to me that research is continuing to point out and to address that, okay, if you're a single mom, you need to find a man, whether that's a grandfather, whether that's a brother, whether that's um, a teacher, some sort of male presence is actually essential to the child's flourishing. Um, and, and in fact, their tenderness then towards the mother, whether that's the grandfather, you know, taking care of his daughter who's now um, raising these children, um, that relationship is actually really important. So, um, in in a you know uh, intact household, though, for a mom and a dad, they're those first witnesses of what it means to love. Uh, they're their first. They're the first witnesses of what it means to speak in respect and with tenderness to another person. So a mother might be able to speak in great tenderness to her, you know, five-year-old, but if the tenor between the mother and the father is very aggressive or short-tempered or disrespectful, well, that sends confusing messages to the child and likely will end up um, making the child more uh, or less virtuous, perhaps, in the way that they interact with other people. So that relationship is just so critical um, well into well into adulthood, um, and, and I'm really grateful to have two parents that just really like each other, 
Um, not only do they love each other, but they just really like each other. They want to recreate together. They want to do things together. And I'm seeing that play out now in my own marriage where I really wanted to marry someone who I genuinely liked and that, uh, that we wanted to do things together, that it was important to not just go our separate ways throughout the week and, and kind of act as roommates or co-parents, but rather we wanted to do life. We want to do life together. Um, so that love that my parents had uh, that I witnessed is now playing out, you know, obviously in my own marriage with this desire to really have a joyful, life-giving um, marriage that we're willing to do the ongoing work for. So we go to retreats together, we take date nights together, um, not as much as we would like to in the last <laughs> eight months in particular, but I'm hey, sure. we're getting back on it, we're going on a date this weekend. Um, so, yeah, so I think that that witness of, of my parents has really shaped you know, our marriage. Yeah. The family origin is so important for just uh, witnessing family unity and the, the strong foundation that is the husband and wife of the family and how those connected to the husband and wife, like the children, <laughs> namely, uh, they, they're like barometers for what's going on at the foundational level. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've talked to teachers and they say that too, you know, uh, the kids are often barometers for what's going on at home. Uh, that's why yeah. it's so important to keep that unity. And, and, of course, yeah, to marry somebody you genuinely like and enjoy being around. <laughs> you know, like, yes. And yes. that helps with unity. It helps uh, things down the road. And, and thank God for um, those witnesses still today in, in the next generation of marriages in the, in the church. Yes. And, you know, I think people often kind of look at me when I say that a little sideways, like, well, duh, like, you're not going to marry somebody that you don't like, but it's really, I I actually, in talking to a lot of young women, you know, throughout their dating journeys and that kind of thing, especially, especially those that have perhaps struggled with purity in those relationships, one of the difficulties is that they're actually attaching, or those that have been on birth control, Mm -hmm. they're attaching themselves to someone hormonally. Um, or they're attaching themselves to the idea of this person, and actually they kind of drive them nuts. Um, you know, they, they don't actually enjoy being around. They love them, right? They love them because there might be some sort of, like, chemical connection or whatever, but they actually yeah. don't really like them. Um, and I've, I've just talked to too many young women who have been like, oh, my gosh, yes, that was my experience dating so-and-so. I thought I was going to marry him, and then I realized I don't even like him, you know? Um, so I think really, yeah, working with young people that are kind of in that phase of dating and really encouraging them. My dad always said, Emily, just marry right, you know, marry right the first time. And I think what he was getting at is marry somebody that you like, you know, marry somebody that um, has a common vision for life that you do. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always sounds a little funny, but I think it's a, a very real thing. Totally. Somebody you enjoy. Yeah. You it's 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 so important for children to see mm-hmm. their parents um in love. And, and and by in love I don't just mean affection, I mean that they really like each other and like to be with each other and like to do things with yeah. each other. And I think yeah. there's no more beautiful message that a parent or, or parents can send to their child than to say I'm choosing to be with your dad now 
and yeah. we're gonna, you, you know we're going to have somebody else take care of you but it's it's time for me and dad or for me and mom to go out and 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 have some fun uh with, without you uh, you know yeah. ha- have them hear those words because not that you're you don't drag us down we love you but there are some times that mom and dad just want to be together because we're best friends and 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 we like yeah. each other and we want to have have I, I think that's such a beautiful thing we don't we don't really spend our lives teaching our kids how to be good kids. We're, we're teaching them how to be parents and how to be husbands and wives when they're older. That's what yes. they're observing in, in, their, Amen. in their time with us. Amen. So give them that example of, uh, you know, it's because I love dad so much, because I love mom so much that you're here. You know, that's right. Our, our love is so great that it's spilled over and, and we've got you guys now and that's wonderful. But we're, gonna, we're still in love and we're still going to go and, and do our things. Mm, amen. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I am in this process of, as, in, as a young mom, um, trying to figure out what that looks like for us <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. in different stages of marriage. And I have a coworker that every day when he gets home, before the kids are even allowed to say, Dad, I want to do this, or Dad, can we do this, or whatever, he sits down and has a conversation with his wife. And they, and I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. how do you do that? That's amazing, right? Because I've got a one-year-old that doesn't quite understand right. yet uh, that I'm having time with dad now or whatever. And, and so I've had to learn, okay, what's going to be that time for us? So for, the, for us, that's actually, okay, it's bedtime. And if my little girl gets out of bed, um, I've gotten in the habit of saying, this is special time for mom and dad, you know, mm-hmm. where we're sitting and maybe reading together or you know, having a glass of wine by the fire or whatever that looks like. Um, and, and so I've started to kind of share that with her, that it's really important. That, and she's three, but mom and dad mm-hmm. need time too. And, mm-hmm. and this is our time together to have conversation. And, yeah. it, and it's interesting because normally she's not like, I want to have conversation or whatever. She kind of gets that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's important yeah. to her. It's important, I think, for, for parents. They, they, they want to do so much for their children. I want to get them to the games. I want to get them and in, 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 get them involved in sports and follow them around. And, but um, uh, you're giving so much more to your children. And I'm not saying those things are bad ideas. I think they're good and, 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 and if, if done prudently. But there also has to be a, a limit saying, you know, no, this, I, I'm not helping my children by getting them involved in more things. I'm helping my children mm-hmm. more by having them see a husband and a father and a, and a wife and a mother that love each other. And, and the family is important, not just your activities. So, yeah. yeah. Even, even, yeah. As, yeah. even as a priest, yeah. I've seen this uh, in priestly life in different ways that you have to be alone with the one you love from time to mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that was our time as a retreat as, as priests. We go away to be alone with the one we love the most. Mm-hmm. And I see that wow. analogous totally with married couples. Like yeah. they need to be alone with each other from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful, Father. And so true. Yeah. Very true. So uh, tell uh, just a little bit, uh, if you have any maybe last minute parting advice uh, for parents who want to promote a loving atmosphere in their home, what would you say to them? Mm. You know, I um, read something on, a, on Instagram of all places. Uh, from a mom a few months ago that has continued to stick with me. And she just said um, she had a moment with her child where I think she was frustrated about something. And she just remembered, I am the first face of Jesus to my child. Mm. I am the first face that they will encounter that will resemble, hopefully, the face of Jesus Christ. So... I think to approach our parenting, to approach our marriages 
with that in mind, it allows us to just have a greater freedom uh, to raise our family in, in God's great abundant love. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you being with us, Emily. Emily Leadham is the Director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, it's been a blessing to talk with you, Emily. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deacon and Father. You guys have a great day. Will do. Thank you. Bye-bye. And up next, we're going to hear what's, uh, well, what's our own, on our own hearts and minds, which is always a frightening place to go <laughs> with Father Anthony. And uh, I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, and we are broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota on Real Presence Live.